0: And I uh, have uh, a story to tell about that today. I wanted to reflect some thoughts around uh, the step three. I like it because I was always an action person and the first couple steps and a lot of it is about a lot of acceptance. And um, with the action, I feel uh, I've, I've grown by learning the proper actions rather than uh, as I, I continue on trying to learn and walk in the steps, so I just wanted, yeah, good grief. I mean, I remember the first year I put that up outside my chapel at Christmas, and I uh, had special grief times for people to come, and and uh, and people are like, they thought it was, you know, Charlie Brown and all this stuff, and I was like, uh, no, it's it's really important at Christmas, and um, they wouldn't have known, but. In 1980, my brother passed away on Christmas morning at 2 o'clock. And I have had a pilgrimage since 1980 (laughs) around Christmas. Uh, Time brought up as a Christian and supposed to be one of the biggest days of the year, although I think it's the day that the present arrives and it's open at Easter. But anyway, um, uh, it's always been a really, really difficult time. So I started on a path. Of learning about grief recovery and 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 then forgetting to learn some more and 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 never really um, combine the two places. The um, so I really uh, as I thought about today, I thought about talking uh, initially about three friends, and so my first friend as a child is I had that experience of growing up in a half Christian home. Uh, one of my parents were uh, following their faith in Jesus as Lord and Savior. And uh, my mother was an angel in many, many ways uh, all of my life. And, uh, and, and so I had that first thing in, in my life that I had a proper, uh, you know, really good raised life in, in the sense of having a relationship with, with Jesus. And so Jesus would be the one friend that I'd like to make reference to today. And then as I grew up and um, I spent 10 years of my life just far, far from anything that looked like a church building or anything to do with that, you know, as what we call a prodigal. Uh, And uh, I was squandering everything and hurting myself and uh, punishing uh, anybody that knew me because I was hurting myself. And so... um, That kind of was, you know, the beginning of starting to know about another friend. And I thought it was really cool because it was kind of like a flashback when people called, oh, you're a friend of Bill. You're a friend of Bill. and That's how you notified each other in public. if you saw somebody in a meeting or something, right? You'd be, oh, you're a friend of Bill. Yeah. And it was an interesting concept because I thought, wow, this has a lot of stuff like back in the day when before I – Thought I needed any help on all this stuff as a young child and growing up I had friends and and um, we had you know good relationships and we knew almost everything about each other and so that was kind of the second friend I wanted to talk about a bit today. And then the the third friend, I'll leave that near the end, really to talk about how the the bad friend, the difficult friend, and, uh, and 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 how the other two friends have just like uh, helped me to turn my life. So made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. And that is, um, that word turn just jumps out at me and it jumps out at me because <clears throat> um, it's an action. Ironically, John and I have really strange <laughs> similarities a lot of ways, uh, dyslexic that lived in Sudbury that drove transport, I mean, uh, and, and, and has recovery. So that's, that's, but we did a lot of turning and uh, driving a uh, fairly long haul. And uh, we, we had a lot of time probably alone I did anyway in, in a transport from 16 years old till almost 28 years old and and so turning is uh, is how we go in a different direction is how we stay on a path it's a lot of different things but when I when I think about it today with the topic about having good grief I I have Quite a while ago, decided that, um, especially this COVID year, when a loss of comfort is such a big topic and challenge in our hearts, is that um, we can use this opportunity to talk about you know grief and not only that. When I read in the in the, in the three-step and tradition book the little book. I don't know if you gave that one permission to read out of but I'm going to read out of it, I think. And there's a, in that, around page 39, there's a little bit of a story there about after the war. And while the war was going on, people, even though uh, AA was fairly new, people were doing pretty well, the ones that went off to war. And they went through it, and they got through it fairly well. A lot of the people who had stayed home and were struggling um and they struggled harder it was very difficult but after it was over there was um you know a real acknowledgement for many at the meetings that the power had worked you know they had just completely become connected to the power um of of god their higher power and then but i, I when you read down partway down the page it says by now though the chances are that He has become convinced that he has more problems than alcohol and that some of these refuse to be solved by all his sheer personal determination and courage he can muster. They simply will not budge. They make him desperately unhappy and threaten his newfound sobriety. Our friend is still victimized by remorse, guilt, and thinks of yesterday. Bitterness still empowers him. He broods upon these, he still envies or hates. So just pretty somber (laughs) lament of of a circumstance. And yet that's kind of like, for many years for me, a cycle of of not really working this step, I don't think, properly. And then actually seeing how many of those steps. I like to jump ahead to 10 and 11. You know, they're nice. They're just spiritual disciplines. I know they're not just spiritual disciplines, but I, they would fit into my Christian uh, work, work life, right? And 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 my personal life. Just they they were they were good. But this this one here, when he says that you know, remorses. There's many kinds of topics or words that we can use for grief, and. Unfortunately, most often when people talk about grief, they think of it as as people dying. They don't think about transitions from city to city, school to school. Um, They don't think about it um, just with jobs and not jobs and different workplaces and all the different relationships. They don't think about it uh, as losing dignity or sometimes or losing faith or losing... Just losing a lot of stuff. I'm a big fan of Melody Beattie, and um, she has a book called The Grief Club, and she describes about 130 or 140 different <laughs> kinds of grief. Uh, you can do a survey in the back of the book, and it's really an eye opener to that this topic, because um, here's the thing about grief. Uh, in the Bible, in Matthew five four, it says that God God blesses those who mourn. God blesses people who grieve because uh, for they will be comforted and it's such a difficult thing for us sometimes to just accept that that's where we need to go that are because it can be a little bit scary it can be a little bit it can be a little bit too emotional so Anyway, these three friends, I think, bring out uh, uh, the two friends, bring out the very best in helping us to uh, be good grievers and to be the biggest loser that we can be and, and be able to um, go through what we need to go through, whether it's traumas and PTSD stuff and whatever. But the, the really weird thing this year is that it's right on the word comfort. It's right there. It's not, it's like sneaky traumatic. (laughs) It's, it's just, and the question I have today in my heart, and I just opened my heart to this because this is what I think I should do is, you know, how much recovery is going to go on as if we have some sense of normalcy whenever that happens and how much we need to learn about uh, about being uh, good grievers and and having good grief. The relationship with Bill gave us a really big component because it gave us with that friendship and that model set and the program the idea that we don't uh, we actually share. I mean there's not a lot of places on the planet where you actually just go and share like Bang! Here's what's on my heart, and uh, and 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 hopefully, you know, we continue to experience that all of us. And uh, but, what a great thing that was when I was little. At church, we used to have Sunday night services, and um, and uh, that's that service was almost always a component of people talking from their heart, like right from the audience, and just talking about the way they're thankful for God or their difficulty they were having. These things are so important to actually us, actually uh, feeling our feelings and having others around us and listening to them. So definitely the programs and all the opportunities now, um, I (laughs) I read with my wife, similar to John, and Vicki, the same book in the mornings. And we almost have, we've been sometimes, not bantering, but having fun with it and in a bantering way many, many times because we come from really different kinds of dysfunctions. So here's here's where, you know, for me, a lot of things are going very well in my life. I had opportunity after, you know, a transformation in my life um around 1987, 1987 and then and went off to a Bible college and became a pastor and all these different things happened and wonder, a lot of wonderful things and four children and uh, life was was going in some really good directions and um, feeling really good about that and um, thought that you know, probably the last chapters of my life would be, kind of written like this I enjoyed last week and hearing John says you know like God knows my resume you know like here's here's what it is I'm good you know I'm not good in myself but I'm good in him and everything's going to always be good and then 2000 came and uh was part well uh, founded a, a charity a mission on real street and um uh, and uh, that was like a life dream for me And uh, it really was, and it still is today. It still operates. And I moved over to another mission, kind of a, a little sort of a segue to slow down and not be uh, an executive director and all those things. Just be a chaplain and a pastor missionary that I am. Anyway, but 2000 came. And it was one thing after another for 11 years. Big things. And it got more and more complicated year after year. And um, I thought that I had probably, you know, had enough Christmas in 1980. But here it's over 20 years later and all the way through that decade, one Thing after another happened, and all the codependency in the world couldn't put you know Timothy back together again (laughs) just couldn't and so some of those things were absolute train wreck one was a train wreck and that means there's just you have no idea that there was even tracks and then all of a sudden you're demolished the other um Three of them were, you know, very long, long-term, very loving, good relationships. But added with the train wreck, it was very, very painful. And <clears throat> so, during that time, after two, uh, 2011, halfway through that year, my uh, I was in uh, my aunt, who uh, had been in anon about forty-five years, she had a couple of her children that were uh, that are still strong members of AA <clears throat> and sponsored many people for the last forty years. And my aunt passed in 2000, uh, 2018. I was able to do her her service, which was a great honor. But she turned me on to Eleanor, and. And uh and Melody Beattie and I started. So after all these years of you know, having my one friend, I started to find the friends in the in the rooms. It was different than the AA meetings, but it was similar, especially when I went to the Coda. And um and here I am today. All these years later. And I'm still just walking by God's grace. And I have comfort. Uh, My aunt was a good friend to me at a time when I really needed somebody. So I'm heart with ears, and I'm always emotional. So if you're uncomfortable, I just want to make you not uncomfortable. I believe in this, that when you go to the Heart Institute, when you go to the Heart Institute, I'm just checking my timer here. You got two and a half minutes. So when you go there and your heart's broken, they don't say, okay, it's on the fifth floor where you start, just, and the elevator doesn't work. (laughs) No, when you go there, and I've been there with countless people, even my own father. They, they take unbelievable care of you. They immediately start checking all your vitals because your heart's broken. There's something wrong. And they do everything to try to figure out how to help you. It's a beautiful hospital. I, 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 I love the place. I love it so much I'm going there tomorrow myself. Anyway, you know, that's what this verse is about. God wants to give us comfort. And when our loss has been comfort, mm, that's unbelievable. He's that gracious. He's that loving. And the things we're doing together and other people are doing other places and these groups and we're sharing our hearts and getting support and acceptance and love from each other are so important. The final friend. This may be a twist. The final friend. I had kind of a weird, (laughs) I do groups for rehab. I work in rehab and spiritual formation. And a few years ago, I started to grieve. By addictions. Here's the thing. We don't, the Bible does not teach us to grieve only the people we like, only the relationship we wish we could have back. It's part of loving our enemies. It's a great, great thing to grieve things that surrounded so much of our life with behavior, so much of our life with relationships, to grieve our actual behaviors around addiction, and I um, maybe another time we'll have a talk. But I actually have opportunity to uh, help in that area where I'm at here with uh, with a grief recovery method program. But that said, that's my time. I'm over seven seconds, and I hope that uh, you touched by uh, the grace and mercy of God that gives us so much peace and comfort.